remember, in the course of discussing movies, the host will spoil plots. You've been warned. Listen to their screams. Greetings, ghouls and creeps, and welcome to Listen to Their Screams, a horror podcast that feels like you're chatting with friends. I am one of your friends. Dave, we're joined as always by our other friend, Ike. Ike, how are you? Not doing too bad, not doing too bad. It's a little too cold for my liking, but I I guess that's what you get with December. Yeah, it kind of comes with it. Uh, No matter where you are, it's typically colder in December, so just kind (laughs) of deal. Unless you're in Hawaii. I think it's pretty nice there right now. Yeah. Uh, on uh, this week's episode, we are reviewing the Christmas horror movie, The Mean One. Uh, that'll be coming up in a bit before we get there. Uh, we did a Twitter poll or an X poll, whatever you want to call it, uh, <laughs> and uh, where we polled people on uh, four of the movies that I told Ike he has to watch. Uh, which one should he watch first? And uh, here is the results. Uh, coming in at number four was Motel Hell with 7%. Coming in at number three was Maniac Cop with 20%. Coming in at number two was Ginger Snaps with 25%. And the winner at number one, Reanimator with 48%. So, Ike, you have to watch Reanimator. Have you watched it yet? I have. You did? Oh, my. So we have knocked one off the list. So tell me, what did you think of Reanimator? You know, I go because obviously going into it, um, I, I mean, I had like, some idea about what it was about you know i i, I knew it was like kind of sort of like about zombies and it was like you know kind of sort of about hp lovecraft story so i i had some concept of it going into it um but i really didn't expect like what i did end up watching it, it was very unexpected um it, it was very enjoyable I, I like the practical effects there were a lot of great you know practical gore effects and a lot of you know special effects with like you know dismembered heads and everything else so it was it was very enjoyable i, I gotta say as i wouldn't say that i was hesitant watching it but i definitely didn't know what i was getting into so that definitely provided some trepidation <laughs> yeah what uh, what about the uh like the morgue scene where the bunch of them come back. That that was so wild. Yeah, that 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 was probably, in my opinion, it was one of the more wild scenes I've seen in like a like a movie from that time period. Because um, not only do you have a lot of like dead people come back to life, all of them are nude. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. And and I mean, and just kind of the whole concept of it all is already jarring as it is. Um, but I, I really like the part where I'm assuming it's supposed to be some kind of like lovecraftian monster comes out of that person's body um after he like injects it with so much mm-hmm. but like the tentacles or the intestines or whatever comes out of that like carcass and like starts attacking um i already forgot his name not the main character but like the mad scientist um, Her- herbert west herbert west yep yeah. and it starts attacking herbert west and i mean i was like okay well i don't know what the hell that was but but it was good it was very good like i said i mean it does have some of that cheese from the, you know, from its time period, but it, it was pretty good. It was pretty solid. It was definitely not what I was expecting. I'll, I'll definitely say that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's again, it's a fun movie. One of my favorites. Uh, I love it. Uh, I have fun every time I watch it. So, uh, well, we can mark that one off the list. Now we got, we've got some others we'll have to work on. That's true. <laughs> um, coming in second was ginger snap. So you may have to just go ahead and do that one next. We'll just knock these four off. So, there you uh, go. So there you go. Ginger Snaps is next on your agenda. Uh, so but besides Reanimator, did you watch anything else? Uh, obviously, I watched her movie this week. Mean one. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously. Uh, it's not horror, but yesterday I did go and watch uh, Wonka in, in theaters. Um, I really enjoyed it. It was good. Not a horror movie at all. But, you know, if you guys, anybody out there is thinking about going to watch it, it was extremely good. Um it honestly, in my opinion, it truly rivals Gene Wilder's uh, his version of Willy Wonka. Mm, I don't know. I, I know I said the same thing. I was because I'm a 100 percent a Gene Wilder guy. I, I'm like, that is the definitive Willy Wonka. You know, I like Johnny Depp's Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, but it's just kind of all right. But 
um, Timothy Chalamet's interpretation of Willy Wonka was so good. And I didn't know it, but he can fucking sing. I didn't know he could sing. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's surprising. But uh, I, I don't guess there was a lot of musical numbers in what was that, Dune or whatever he was in? or No. <laughs> yeah. It's not really a. I mean, you know, the original Dune had Sting in it. And if they're not going to have him sing, I don't know. I mean, I mean, it's like, what, you know, what are you going to do? But well, that's even what I said. I was like, I, I, I've not seen a single, like, Timothy Chalamet movie. Also, I, I guess his name is supposed to be like Timothy. I guess that's how his name's supposed to be pronounced, but he goes by Timothy. Huh. That's odd. Uh, that's what oh, I said. Okay. I was like, who the, who the fuck names their kid Timothy? But anyways, uh, he is in a horror movie. He's in Bones and All uh, from last year. I, mm-hmm. I never got around to watching it, but I think it's streaming somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we mentioned it several times in the news. It's at, uh, I believe that's that cannibal movie where you they, they can smell other cannibals or something. And the girl, remember, the girl thinks she's the the only one, and then she comes across him or, or something like that because they can smell other cannibals or something like that. It's weird. It's like cannibalism something you're born with. It was something yeah. to that effect. I, I, I kind of took it as like a modern, like maybe like a modern vampiric take of some sort, but she did bite, I guess in the trailer, she does bite that person's finger off, or at least from what yeah. we can see. That sounds kind of like a weird ass cannibal twilight to me. I don't know about it. <laughs> not sure. I, I don't know if the cannibal sparkle, but you know, who knows? Um, I, I well, hope not. <laughs> no, me too. Uh, let's see. I don't, uh, man, I don't know. I don't think I watched anything. Uh, horror related. Uh, watch some more Christmas stuff. I did finally watch the Barbie movie, which was exceptional. Uh, I yeah. see all the I see all the hoopla about that. Uh, that was fun because that is now streaming on Ma- I think Max uh, for for anybody that's interested. Um, but I don't know that I watched anything else. I don't I don't believe so. Um, I do want to watch Santa Stein, which we talked about last week, but I haven't done that yet. But I, I probably will this week. Uh, and then I'm super pumped because this week the Iron Claw movie comes out about the Von Eric's wrestling family. So oh, cannot yeah. wait to go see that. I uh, actually think I'm going Thursday opening night to see it because I just I just don't want to wait. I'm so excited for this movie. And uh, and I know it's going to have some historical inaccuracies, but that's OK. Uh, I just, you know, as long as it's got a good vibe and, and uh, you know, good representation, I, I can overlook some of that. But uh, it, it, for the sake of storytelling, it's going to happen. Yep. So uh, let's uh, move on to our weekly segment. Stump the co-host. And this episode, we've decided to go ahead and do another stump the co-host. Now I know it's been not been too long since we've done one. Uh, this is our segment where we play horror trivia. Ike and I have identical horror trivia decks, and we ask, take two cards, which is four questions, and ask each other to declare a winner for that episode. And the reason that we've decided to go ahead and do one kind of kind of in short term. This is you know not been but a couple episodes where we've done one is because as it sits right now, Ike is leading with four wins. I have three wins and we have three draws. And since we're sitting at the end of the year, uh, we're gonna see if I can pull one out of my rumpkus. And uh, because you know I've won three in a row, so let's see if I can make it four in a row to tie this thing up at the end of the year. Now I will I will tell you we have one more episode within 2023. That's next week's episode where we're going to preview. 2024. If I happen to tie today, I think we have to do one more stump the co-host next week yep. to try to, to try to claim proclaim a champion. So that's where it sits. Uh, we'll we'll see what happens. Uh, but Ike, do you have your two cards? I surely do. All right, I'm going to put you on the spot. You're going to have to uh, go first. Here is your first trivia question. The Exorcist was the first horror movie. To be nominated for what in 1974? I'm going to say an Oscar. Yes, that is correct. Yeah, make sure I keep a tally here. I'm going to keep it all in the up and up. <laughs> all right. Let's see now. So you've, you've gone up one. Now you put me on, you put me on, on the spot here. I, no, no breathing easy for me. Go ahead and lay <laughs> it on me. All right. What 1983 slasher film ended with a gender-bending twist by the lakeside? Oh, that would be Sleepaway Camp. That is true. Such a great movie. Love that movie so much. One of my favorite movies. All right. Getting lucky there. Getting a, <laughs> a question in my wheelhouse. All right. Here you go. 
Uh, your second question is Psycho was the first American film to show what? Um, I, I believe it was uh, it was either like a toilet or like a toilet flushing, wasn't it? Uh, it was a toilet. Yes. Yes. All I right. like how I just have that in my brain. Yeah, well, that's what we're here for. <laughs> that's that's why we're doing this thing. That's right. No one's no uh, one's asking us to, to to do a you know a nuclear physics podcast. So true, true. I wouldn't be very good at that. <laughs> nah, I'd be like, okay, uh, what is uh, nuclear physics exactly? I mean, what, give me give me some 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 factors here. I I got the gist, but I don't really know the specifics. And if it's really going to be math heavy, I'm out. <laughs> Just be like, I need you to explain this to me as if I were literally absolutely inept. <laughs> <laughs> because I am. Yeah, correct. <laughs> Same. All right. Go ahead and give me my second question. Let's see if I can tie this back up. All right. In the movie Invasion of the Body Snatchers, what activity are the survivors most afraid of? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's been so long since I have seen Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Uh, what activity are the survivors most afraid of? Ooh, boy. Uh, hmm. I don't know. I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to say taking a bath. Nope. They are afraid of hmm. sleeping. Well, that's just stupid. Sle- sleeping's a great thing. I, I don't think I've ever seen Invasion of the Body Snatchers, so I, I don't really understand like why they're afraid of that per se, but I don't I, know. Oh well. <laughs> I guess because they're afraid of getting body snatched while they're asleep. That's fair. It's been a long time since I've seen it. So That's when you're most vulnerable, when you're sleeping. Oh, boy. Here we go. I'm down by one. I need you to miss one. (laughs) Actually, I need you to miss two. Here we go. In Night of the Comet, what popular Cyndi Lauper song was playing when Regina and Samantha were dancing in the mall? Um, I don't really know any Cyndi Lauper songs. Um, I, I think, I think this is a Cyndi Lauper song. I could be completely wrong, but... Is it Girls Want to Have Fun? It is. Okay. <laughs> I oh, think that's boy. the only Cindy Lauper song that I, I even know exists. So. <laughs> so I, I have to get my last two right, and you have to miss your, miss your last one just to have a chance for a draw. Uh, so uh, no no, no, no evening to score here at, at the end of the year. So, But go ahead. Let's see what happens. All right. So... This is a name that movie. It's a quote from a movie, so I'm going to read you the quote. You name the movie. Okay. The quote is, I'm your number one fan. Um, well, I'm going to take a shot and say that that is misery. You got it. Okay. All right. Let's see what happens here. This is your last question. Which movie box cover shows one of the title guys? Oh, excuse me. Let me try this again. Which movie box cover shows one of the title bad guys popping out of a toilet? Oh, uh, oh, I know this. It's like a rip off of Gremlins. Um, uh, it's not Tremors. It's not. Um, oh, crap. I I know I know what it is. Cause I've seen the box cover. Is it Chitter? Not not Chitters. It's like Chat, not Chatterer. That's the that's the fucker from. Uh, uh, Hellraiser. Um, <laughs> it's, I don't think it's Chitters. It's like, it's something like that. It's something like Chitters. I don't know. No, it is Ghoulies. Ghoulies, goddammit. I knew that. I knew that. You were thinking of Critters. But, uh, I think I was thinking of Critters, yeah. All right, let's see if I can at least pull a draw out. All right. I don't, uh, ghoulies. Man, I've never seen them. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> I'm, now I'm just going to be thinking about ghoulies all night. All right. <laughs> what 2013 Guillermo del Toro film features a young couple who take in their two feral nieces and a supernatural spirit? Hmm. Oh, this is not exactly in my wheelhouse time period here. Because typically some of these newer movies I, I, I see once and that's about it. Right. Oh, this was the one I should know, though. Damn. Um, 
I am shooting a blank. I do not know. Any guesses? Nope, no guesses. I don't know. It is Mama. Oh, wait. I knew that. I have seen that. See, that's the thing. But I've only seen it once, so. All <laughs> right. So you won three to two. That means already for the year, you have won with five wins to my three to three draws. So we will, uh, I don't know. We'll do some kind of royal proclamation when we get to the 2023 year interview. The, the check, the plaque, <laughs> the checks in the mail, just sit by the mailbox and wait indefinitely. I will do that. <laughs> you might want to let work know. <laughs> yeah. Be like, hey, I gotta, gotta accept an award. I'll be back. Yeah. This. <laughs> when you coming back? I don't know. I think never. How about never? <laughs> <laughs> All right. That is our weekly segment. That is stump the co-host. That is the, that's going to be officially the final stump the co-host for the year. That's it. We're putting a, putting a lid on it. We'll be back with uh, some more of the trivia game early next year. Oh, yeah. Uh, but let's take a quick break. We'll have to see if I can defend his crown next year. That's so, true. Uh, mm-hmm. so let's uh, take a quick break. And when we come back, uh, we, we're chock full. We got all kinds of news and birthdays and interviews, all kinds of good stuff. So just stick around. Make sure you subscribe to listen to their screams on your favorite podcast platform. Also, make sure you look us up on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd, TikTok, and Slasher. All you have to do is look up Listen to Screams. That is Listen, the number two in Screams, and you can find us there. Also, make sure you go and buy yourself a Listen to Their Screams t-shirt. You can find all of our shirts at tinyurl.com Screams Shirts. Spread the news. Spread the news. Spread the news. And we're back with the news. All right, guys. So starting us off super strong, Bambi, The Reckoning, begins filming January 6th with a planned fall 2024 release. It is described as inspired by the animated Bambi. It will transform the innocent deer we know and love into a killing machine. Um... I, I think it's fantastic that like all of these, um, you know, all of these different like Disney and uh, old like Dr. Seuss characters and Winnie the Pooh. I, I love that all of these things are becoming public domain so that their likeness can be used in like really shitty horror movies. Um, you know, today we're literally reviewing a mean one. So it's right in that wheelhouse. But the the further along we get, I just have a feeling we're going to get so many of these movies and it's going to become its own subgenre. And I love it. Yeah, I mean, I definitely. And uh, I mean, they're already say, they're already going to do a Winnie the Pooh Blood and Reckoning Part Two. Uh, we're getting the Bambi. I've heard I, there's a couple more. I've, I can't remember right off the top of my head, but a couple more I've heard that have been bantered around. Uh, I, I love this. I love them taking these old fairy tales and things that are, like you said, now public domain. And um and uh, and doing this because they're you know what are they great nope they're not great movies but they are sure fun and it is so cool to see these characters reinterpreted this way uh i know some people are saying oh it's horrible it's you know bambi's such a sweet and yeah i know but still come on let's have a little fun and uh you know not saying bambi's one of them but you take certain fairy tales and you take them all the way back to grim or whatever else and they were pretty much horror stories to begin with yeah. so uh, I, i'm excited you know these 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 low budget uh, public domain horror takes on things are, 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 are a lot of fun to me. No, 100%. Uh, I'm very excited. All right. Speaking of very cool stuff, John Waters will be in the second part of Chucky season three, and he will play Wendell Wilkins, the reclusive creator of the good guy dolls. Um, John, John Waters. I, he's the guy that has like the, the really slicked back comb over, right? Uh-huh. He's okay. a, he's wacky. He's made some wacky movies in his day. He's he's very quirky. He was in one of the Chucky movies. I don't recall which one. He, he had a part in one as a uh, I don't know what he was, <laughs> but he just had a little bit part got killed. Uh, but yeah, he's a lot of fun, and uh, it, it's pretty cool to to see him play. The, you know this the, the the creator of the good guy dolls. This uh, should be intriguing. I'm assuming that uh, this will be someone Chucky will be going after. Yeah, absolutely. And you are correct. He played a, uh, a victim in Seed of Chucky. There you go. All right. Very good. Very good. 
We also have William Brent Bell, who directed Orphan First Kill. He announced that he is actively developing a third Orphan movie. There is no further info available at this time. Um, but I think it's safe to say that, you know, or Orphan and Orphan First Kill were both very good movies. Um, Orphan First Kill acted as sort of a prequel. Orphan sort of acted as a, um, you know, conclus- conclusion to the tri- uh, to the series uh, because, you know, spoiler, if you've not seen the movie, I'm pretty sure she dies in Orphan um, or maybe she com- maybe they can't find the body or something. I don't really remember. It's been a long time, but they could do a lot with this. It's a very open, uh, broad concept that I think has a lot of promise. And I liked both the Orphan movies, so I'm pretty excited for it. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I don't know exactly. You know, who knows? No information out there. Who knows? You know what it's going to be, how they're going to you know portray it or whatever. But uh, that should be fun. Uh, I'm I'm all about it. Give it a shot. See what happens. That's right. All right. And we also have Naomi Scott has signed on to star in Smile 2. This is scheduled to release in theaters October 18, 2024. Uh, Smile is probably on my short list of movies that I watched that genuinely like kind of shook me. I mean, some of the some of the visuals and everything else uh, really just were so great. I, I love the scene where like she comes and knocks on the window and her neck just swings down like a pendulum. Um, but I think I don't remember if this was on our top five for last year, uh, but if it wasn't, it was definitely like top 10 for me. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember either. We'll uh, we'll talk about that uh, when we do the 2023 year in review and we'll probably talk, you know, review our top five from the year before, but uh, yeah, it was definitely a contender. Uh, and uh we will definitely probably uh, be discussing a little bit about Smile 2 uh, next episode when we do our 2024 preview. Oh, boy. All right. And then one last little bit of news. Um, and actually, uh, weirdly enough, you know, Dave Dave and I, we obviously text. He texted me this earlier. Um, I was going to bring this up anyways because my wife on the way home from watching Wonka last night was like, hey, did you hear about this? But uh, this just in. Strangers Chapter 1 will be released in theaters May 17, 2024. It is said to be somewhat of a remake of the 2008 original and is described as a young couple drives cross-country towards a new beginning. Unfortunately, they have no choice but to stop in an secluded Airbnb in Oregon and endure a night of terror against three masked strangers. Um, from what we know about this, this is going to be a three-part trilogy, uh, potentially more, but at least three parts. And from what I've heard, um, they basically filmed it all back to back. So they're, they're planning on releasing these pretty close together ish um, from what I remember. But yeah. we have a date for part one and I'm super stoked for it. Yeah, me too. Strangers always wig me out. Uh, like I said, they're kind of kind of remaking the first a little bit here. And uh, but the chapters two and three are, are not going to be any kind of a remake. They're going to be a kind of a new direction, new telling out of this chapter one. So. They're just using chapter one to kind of reestablish the world, the story, and then chapter two and three will be uh will kind of be new material. It won't really pull or it won't be remakes from any of the other. I don't know how many. I think there were a couple strangers re-sequels, were there not? Um, yeah, there were strangers and then strangers pray at night, which was yeah, that's kind it. of a sequel ish. Yeah, yeah. So, but uh, yeah, it'll be fun. Strangers is always wig me out. Absolutely. Very good, very good. Moving on to some upcoming birthdays. Um, we got a, we got a long list of birthdays. Holy crap! Mm-hmm. All right, starting us off strong. December twenty first, nineteen sixty six. Kiefer Sutherland from Lost Boys and Flatliners fame. Uh, Kiefer Sutherland, he does all kinds of good shit. I mean, he's he's in all kinds of just really cool movies, cool TV shows. I mean, he's kind of done it all. Um, definitely an underrated uh, actor. Uh, from sort of like that early, like late 80s, the 90s uh, sort of, you know, horror movies and things like that. Because I believe Flat was Flatliners in a nine. Was that early 90s? Or was that late 80s? Mm-hmm. No, it was I think it was early 90s. That's what I was thinking. And I think Lost Boys was kind of around that same era ish as well. So uh, I love Kiefer Sutherland. He's great. Love him. Love him. Yeah. I mean, Lost Boys is one of my favorite films of all time. He plays David in it. And it's it's just I mean, he is the epitome of a cool vampire in that movie. It's just so, so amazing. Absolutely. And then we also have, uh, speaking of Lost Boys, December mm-hmm. 23rd, 1971, Corey Haim from Lost Boys and Silver Bullet fame. 
Um, of course, uh, you know, we, we lost Corey Haim a good number of years ago, uh, but he's obviously remembered by his uh, wonderful filmography. Yeah, again, love Lost Boys, love Silver Bullet. I believe that's one that uh, you haven't watched. I said you got to watch. Um, yeah, that's on my yeah. list. <laughs> yeah, he's he's really, really good in it. Uh, and, you know, uh, Corey Haim was just, you know, fun guy, one of the Coreys. Uh, yeah, like you said, unfortunately, you know, had his had his problems, had his addictions, had his demons. And, it, uh, you know, kind of helped to cut his life a little shorter than it probably, what it should have been. So, yeah, absolutely. All right. And then we also have uh, December 24th, Christmas Eve, 1945. Let me kill Mr. Did I say that right? Mm-hmm. You did. Cool. Uh, cool. Very good. And this, of course, is uh, it's from Motorhead. I, I, mm-hmm. I did know this. Uh, so I, I know Dave loves Motorhead. I do. Um, and I think Motorhead even I, I I would say that some of their like artwork and things like that I would say bridge sort of like that horror gap even. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, they got you know the the war pig guy that is on lots of things, lots of you know kind of a cool stuff. But uh, I know it's not really a big mo you know a big uh, horror thing. Had really no ties. But you know what? It's it's fucking Lemmy. I love Lemmy. He's one of my heroes. And uh, yeah, we're gonna wish him a happy birthday. He's no longer with us, but. Uh, but you know what? I don't I don't give a shit. Uh, it's Lemmy's birthday. It should be a damn holiday. <laughs> and uh, we're going to recognize it here. So. Amen. Very good. Happy birthday and rest in peace. Lemmy Kilmister. All right. And uh, speaking of uh, spooky people, December 25th, 1949, Sissy Spacek, the original Carrie. Um, Sissy Spacek's a very unique actress. Um, she played the role of Carrie so well. And that's the only thing I've ever seen her in. Um, so that's really the only thing I know her from, but I know she's had a, a long, you know, list of other things that she's done, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, she's great. I love the original Carrie. Uh, you know, I, I, I definitely go back and forth between whether I like the original Carrie or the most recent remake more. Uh, but they're both very good films. Yeah. I, I'll always be an original. I love the original. Uh, and she, I mean, she just, she's made it. It's like, she was perfect. And, uh, I, you know, I don't, she, I mean, she can do anything in the world, whatever else. She'll still always be Carrie. It'll just, it's just the way it is. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and actually I take that back. I have seen her in something else. She was apparently in the movie, the help, which I have seen. Uh, so oh, yeah. I take that back. I lied guys. I have seen her in something else. Um, anyhow, uh, we have another, actually we have three more birthdays. Wow. All right, December twenty fifth, another Christmas baby, nineteen twenty four. Rod Serling, who is the creator of the Twilight Zone. Um, I have obviously seen the Twilight Zone. I love the Twilight Zone. It's a very unique concept, and uh, and in, you know everybody knows I'm a absolute whore for anthology movies, and we would not have the modern anthology format if it were not for the Twilight Zone. So. Uh, I think that's a very important historical thing, but also the Twilight Zone is just fantastic. I mean, how do you not love the Twilight Zone? Yep. I mean, it is. It's, uh, you know, set the set the bar for a lot of things. Uh, you know, had some very unique storytelling it did, uh, you know, with some twists and things in, the, in some of the episodes. And uh, yeah, I love the Twilight Zone. And uh, it's all from the mind of, of Mr. Rod there. Yep, absolutely. All right. Now we're moving past Christmas. I have a couple of after Christmas birthdays. December 27th, 1975, Heather O'Rourke, who is Carol Ann and Poltergeist. Uh, it's been a very long time since I've seen Poltergeist, but I do re- recognize the name Heather O'Rourke. Uh, Poltergeist is, again, one of those, uh, I would say, foundational uh, paranormal supernatural films. Uh, and it has also been, you know, it has also been remade a few times. Uh, it's one of those movies that they just kind of, pump out more movies, pump out more movies. Um, and uh, she she actually, I, I was looking her up on AMDB, she died a good number of years ago at a very, very young and unfortunate age. So, um, yep. you know, definitely happy birthday to her. Yeah, I mean, Poltergeist is a, uh, it's a great film, and uh, she was great in it. Uh, she was very promising, yeah, died very young. And uh, I don't, I don't want to really speak because I don't know the details, but I believe there's a, you know, there's a lot associated with her. It's a very sad story. Uh, and one of the, you know, uh, relating to, you know, a child actor and whatever else. I don't, I don't know all the details right off the top of my head. So, uh, but it's something that, you know, people might want to read about and go down a rabbit hole sometime. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's honestly, I think that's where I know her name from. So, all right. 
we have one more here. We have December 27, 1958. We have Barbara Crampton, who is a very uh, timely entry to this list because she is in Reanimator, Chopping Mall, mm-hmm. Puppet Master, and From Beyond. Um, I have seen Puppet Master, and I have now seen Reanimator. So I've seen two movies that she's in, and I still couldn't place her if I tried. Uh, <laughs> who does she play she's, in Reanimator? She's great. She's the... I don't even know her name. She's one of the, I think a nurse type thing or whatever in uh in it. She's a, uh, man, she's great though. Oh, uh, she's, uh, get, she's Megan Halsey, so she's Doctor Halsey's daughter, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Okay. Why did I think she was a nurse? Yeah. Uh, right. That's it. Yes. So she's the main dude's uh, girlfriend. Yep. She was also yeah, in Onyx, the Fortuitous, and the Talisman of Souls. Yes, she was. That's right. But oh, wow. uh, yeah, Ch- Choppy Ball's fun too. You have to watch Choppy Ball sometime. That's, That's a fun on my 80s list. Flick. Yeah, <laughs> I, I have a list, and uh, it, it just grows every time we talk. <laughs> as it as it should. Right. I uh, love it. But uh, very cool. Well, that's, that's a, like I said, that's a very timely entry to this list uh, because now that you say who that is, I recognize who that is. I looked her up on my MDB, and I've seen her in a, a good number of other things too. So that's really cool. Yep. Yeah, she's done awesome. a lot. Yeah, she still does stuff, too. That's one of those things, yep. too, with these yep. old horror movies is that sometimes, like, they stop doing things right after they make that movie. Um, but she certainly did not. She's still she's still going strong to this day. Mm-hmm. But uh, all right. Upcoming movie anniversaries. We did the birthdays. It's time for some anniversaries for movies. Uh, December 22nd, 1932, the original The Mummy. Um, I have seen the original The Mummy, so I don't have to add that to the list. Um, it, it's very good. It's it's mm-hmm. very spooky, uh, especially even in today's light. I think it still holds up really well. Um, I, I think mummies still hold a little bit of that mystery, um, especially the concept of like a mummy just coming to life suddenly. Uh, and as a young as a young child, it made going to museums, especially the Egyptian exhibits, made them a little scary. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Yeah. I was <laughs> waiting for that, waiting for that mummy to uh, to uh, to rise up. Amen. <laughs> but uh, thankfully, it's never happened. And that you know of. <laughs> to me, to me, <laughs> to me. Hey, we don't know yet. Honestly, I I'm a firm believer that you know there's so much stuff we have gone that's gone unexplored. Like we we can't firmly say it hasn't happened or it won't happen. You know what I mean? That's true. That's true. You never know. True. All right, moving on. December 25th, 1998, we have The Faculty. I love The Faculty. Such a good movie. Has a lot of really, really cool, like, late 90s, early 2000s stars who, you know, kind of kind of pilfered off and did other stuff. Um, I love it. It's an underrated 90s horror film. Um, so if you haven't seen it, you need to see it. Yeah, it is. It is good. I know we talked about The Faculty a little bit not too long ago. I can't remember what for. I don't know if it was within a top three or something. I'm not sure what it was. Was it maybe alien related or something? I can't remember what it was. Or yeah, we did a top three for top three alien movies or, or something like that. Yeah, something. It seemed like we talked about the faculty a little bit then, but uh, yeah, it's a good movie. And uh, often seems like it's often forgotten. Didn't didn't get talked about. A lot of those movies from that era seems like they don't get they don't really get enough 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 chat. Yeah, absolutely. Well, what can you do? What can you do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> actually weirdly enough i actually heard that they were going to remake the faculty now this is like about a year ago so uh, i don't know if it if it'll actually happen but i am hesitant about that because the original is so good anyhow <laughs> all right december 25th 2006 we have the first remake of black christmas now we talked about black christmas a couple of times over the last year um f- first and foremost our last christmas special not from this year, but like the year before uh, we did like favorite Christmas movies and stuff like that throughout the month of December, black Christmas, the original was one of them. Um, and we have mentioned the 2006 remake. I believe uh, Dave said that Monica really likes this remake. Um, mm-hmm. And there's also the, I think 2018 or 2019 remake. So anyhow, that's a movie to watch if you haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I said, two remakes, that's it. It's <laughs> I, but the, the original still my favorite. And again, it's we. I, I think recently we had the anniversary of the other remake, right. and uh, you know, it's just the original has such a great idea and you know, great concept that it's 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 warranted two remakes. That's what I was gonna say. It's warranted two remakes. So that that has to you know that has to be for something, I guess. 
<laughs> I suppose so. But, uh, all right. Last but not least, December 26, 1973, The Exorcist. Um, we, we talked about The Exorcist quite a bit this year, uh, with Exorcist Believer coming out and, you know, everything else. Uh, The Exorcist is a very timely movie. It, uh, you know, it, it's a movie that I do love. I do not think that it is aged very well, uh, but it's still a good movie nonetheless. It's still one that I watch, uh, rewatch occasionally. And, uh, yeah, I mean, what, what, what else can you say about a classic like The Exorcist? True. I love The Exorcist. It's a, it's a great movie. Hard to believe that it's I mean, 50 years old. That's unreal. Yeah, absolutely. 50 years old. That's crazy. I wasn't around for that, but I digress. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> that, was, that was a little bit before your time. Barely, too. but uh, yeah, <laughs> not much, but uh, just missed me. <laughs> Good stuff. All right, we have a couple of upcoming releases. Uh, one of these I'm really excited for because I never got to see it in theaters, but Bo is Afraid is coming to Paramount Plus on December 21st. It is described as following the sudden death of his mother. A mild-mannered but anxiety-ridden man confronts his darkest fears as he embarks on an epic odyssey back home. Um, I have not seen this. It has uh, Joaquin Phoenix in it, who is back in the media because of his most recent film, Napoleon. Um, so, you know, I, I, I got to watch it. I love Joaquin. Um, it looks like an interesting movie. I just I just really never had a chance to, to go to the theaters and watch it. Yeah, this is the one that had the trailer that was really wacky. It uh, it was really it's like we're like, what is this? What is this supposed to be about? Because it's like they put the trailer out there, but there was no description yet for the movie. So it was like, hmm, I don't know what this is. Remember, it had like an animated part and everything. It was very weird. Yeah, uh, but it I, was. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see what it is. Uh, you know, in, in reading that description or whatever else, and you get to that, you know, where the part where he's like, you say a mild mannered but anxiety, anxiety ridden man. I'm like, yes, hello. Hmm, you talking about me or what? <laughs> <laughs> I don't hello? know if I'd be described. I don't know if I'd be described as mild mannered, but anxiety ridden, maybe. But, right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's like that. Uh, hello. Is it yeah. me you're <laughs> looking for? Look at that. I gripping up the Lionel Richie today. Hey, like you said, I well, I think you said it last time, but I always sing for some reason. You so there, there's my singing segment for this movie or this episode. <laughs> Unbelievable. What the, I'm about to cue up uh, some music there and see if I can get a duet with you and Lionel Richie there. <laughs> hey, can't be Lionel Richie, man. Can't beat it. Mm-mm. All right. So, uh, not speaking of Lionel Richie, uh, we, <laughs> there's another movie coming out on Shudder called Barbarians uh, on the 25th. The 2021 movie is described as a dinner party in a country house progresses as secrets emerge, unsettling events begin to unfold around them. Um, I, I don't think that I've seen this movie, and I do not think that I have heard of this movie. I've heard of Barbarian, uh, but not Barbarians. Um, so I'd, I'd be willing to give it a check. Yeah, I, I haven't really heard of it until it got, you know, on the schedule for Shudder. And then a lot of people were saying, oh, yeah, this is a good, you know, good movie and whatever else. So I thought, huh, sounds interesting. Uh, there was, like I said, there was a lot of online talk about people being super excited that it's coming to Shudder. So I'm like, oh, OK, cool. Um, just a word of warning. I, I, I want to say that this might be a foreign language film. Uh, let me double check, mm-hmm. though. Nope, it is from the United Kingdom. It is an English film. That's my bad. Mm-hmm. Proper English. Proper English. Well, I I was looking at the cast list and like there like one of the first people listed is uh, Anise Baradonov and I'm like oh okay that's it might might not be English but it is it is an English spoken film not that I oppose subtitled films it's just easier for me to put a movie on and not have to read it <laughs> yeah that is true it's kind of hard to put a movie on you know and in, in the background while you're doing something else when you have to read it it's like you have to give it full attention if you have to read. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's why when I watch anime, I have to like I love anime, so I have to like very much like watch it because if I'm not, I'm I'm gonna get lost. <laughs> get get an audio book version to cue it up so that the, someone's reading the reading it to me. Right, <laughs> for real. Although I I doubt there's an audio book of Barbarians. I don't know if that would work, but negative Ghost apparently, Rider. <laughs> apparently, we don't need it. We're all good. That's right. That's right. All right. Well, I think that pretty much does it for all of our, you know, birthdays, anniversaries, upcoming releases and news. As always, it is my obligatory time to uh, beg you, of course, do a little bit of e-begging. Go ahead and uh, follow us on social media. I mean, you know, you want to just go ahead and do that. Pause this real quick. 
pop over there. We'll wait. Uh, but anyhow, do that. Don't be a loser. Don't be afraid. And coming up next is our official review of The Mean One. Listen to Their Screams is now a Fangoria collaborator. Get 20% off your order at shop.fangoria.com by using the promo code listen to screams at checkout. That is listen to number two and screams. Or you can click the link in the show notes. All right, and we are back here on Listen to Their Screams. Did you did you go follow us? I told you to. <laughs> I did. You, sh- you should have. You you could have paused. We also gave you a break. You had plenty of time. Um, you know, we, we just make sure it's done. There'll be no exceptions here. Uh, but we are reviewing the main one. Uh, the movie was released on December 9th, 2022 in theaters, grossed 629,729 worldwide. And it is available now video on demand and physical media. It was written by Fip, Flip Kobler, Finn Kobler and Stephen Lamort, uh, directed by Stephen Lamort and is starring David Howard Thornton, Christy Martin and Chase Mullins. And is described as in a sleepy mountain town, Cindy's parents are murdered and her Christmas is stolen by a bloodthirsty green figure in a red Santa hat. Now, uh, this is clearly, obviously, based on uh, Dr. Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas. You can very much see when you watch the movie the parts of the story and and all that, which must be trademarked uh, and they, they couldn't use. Because while they they were sly and played around teasing using the the, the term Grinch, they never did. Uh, so I'm assuming that must be a trademarked uh, term or, or a character or however in, in their sense. So uh, I I do know that when this movie came out and this stuff, I saw a lot of negative about it and a lot of people putting it down as not very good, not very good. And um, I have to, I have to say I'm not seeing that. <laughs> I thought the movie was a whole hell of a lot of fun. And uh, maybe it's because this is the exact kind of movie that that fits right into my wheelhouse. I like quirky, cheesy, weird ass slashery type movies. Those are the ones that I find the most fun. Do I think they're the quote unquote best movies? No, not if you're going to dissect them, you know, as a film or as you know, whatever, however you want to put it. But those are the kind of movies that I I think are fun and I enjoy. And those are typically the kind of movies that I end up watching. 5,000 times in my lifetime. And I have to say that I think the mean one will probably be a yearly watch for me. Um, I thought it was so damn clever with how they, they did it. I thought that the way, cause you obviously knew the story and they had to tweak a, a few things. As we said, they, they didn't have, you couldn't have Whoville. They had Newville <laughs> and, and a certain things like that. And, um, they they really they teased it for a while before you really saw the the mean one as, as they called him the quote unquote Grinch. I mean, like we said, they couldn't couldn't they never said the word Grinch, but they kept calling him the mean one. Um, and, and so it you know, obviously we had already seen pictures and whatnot, but it, it built it where and then when you finally saw him, it was like, oh yeah, you know, it's and you know the 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 scene in the one whatever it was restaurant or bar or whatever where he kills a bunch of people uh was uh <laughs> was really great. Or whatever it was, I can't remember what it was in now, because he was like <laughs> feeding people through the sausage maker and yeah. and different things. Uh, you know, the part where Cindy trains and and the drunk guy that they kept calling Doc was was great. Um, uh, I even I even love the fact that the one deputy guy <laughs> was uh, quote unquote a little bit immune to all this or whatever because he was Jewish and because he didn't celebrate Christmas and uh, you know and and. The movie was it didn't have any surprises, right? Uh, again, there's we've given the spoiler warning. This movie's a year old, so you know you're on your own here if we spoil some things. But you know you find out in the end that the mayor is in on, uh, essentially you know leading people to to the Grinch, uh, to the mean one, uh, for him to kill. Uh, the sheriff is kind of in on it, helping protect her. You know, you kind of knew that was coming. It you know it was it was a little obvious, but it's still. It's okay. Like it's, like we've said before, you don't sometimes you don't have to overthink. It's okay to go with the obvious story point because if that's where it leads you. Um and uh but I just thought it was fun. You know, I thought David Howard Thornton did a great job uh, in the suit or the in the or the makeup and everything else. Thought he had some good mannerisms. 
uh, very Grinch-like mannerisms uh, and everything else. Uh, it was definitely, you know, had some gore, had some some really wild-ass kills. Uh, and it was, uh, you know, it, I love it. I like that that Carol or, uh, uh, yeah, uh, Cindy, not Carol, excuse me. <laughs> Cindy, uh, you know, saw him when she was young, killed her mom. Uh, but everybody played it off of, uh, you know, the monsters aren't real. You know, you just, you know, and, and early on when you see the sheriff telling her that and, and showing her a green ski mask, whatever, she's like, eh, this is kind of, that's kind of weird. But then when you find out he's in on it, it's like, oh, it makes sense, right? He probably keeps that on hand to, to try to dispel some of this. So, um, I, so I don't get some of the negatives that's out there. I thought it was a fun ass movie and, and I, I thought it was, I thought I enjoyed it. I don't think it's a spectacular award-winning movie but for what you you knew what it was you knew it was going to be a christmas spoof-like um slasher movie and uh, that's exactly what it is and it wasn't so bad in the spoof that it insulted you it you know it was still pretty clever i thought and uh and had some had some good humorous parts the part where <laughs> he the guy the doc guy in the bar kept trying to say something about being a grinch and then the one lady the, the waitress or the uh, bartender calling out the order right at the right time saying, Finch, got an order for Finch. And it was just, it was so funny. It made me laugh every time it happened. Um, so I, I, I really liked the movie. I thought it was fun. Uh, I, what'd you think? Yeah. I, I mean, basically, I mean, the same thing. I, I, I really don't know why people did not like this movie. I, I just, I feel like sometimes people go into these movies knowing they're probably not going to like it. And rather than like saving themselves the trouble of like not putting themselves through the movie, they still watch it and then they complain about it online and then the movie gets a bad rap and whatnot. But you, you have to go into these movies with the acknowledgement that this is not supposed to be a good horror movie. It's supposed to be a cheesy B rated horror film. And, and there's charm to that, right? There, there is a level of charm and brilliance to being right on the nose. And that's what this movie was. This movie was super on the nose. It was, you know, it had all the right jokes and it had all the right humor and it just made a lot of sense. You know, we, we talk a lot about, you know, with these types of movies, you know, they're using a pre-existing character, right? They're using a pre-existing concept and, and they can use so much of that, but they can't plagiarize. They can't use copyrighted material. Um, and I think that this movie definitely danced that fine line. And obviously they're 100% in the clear. Otherwise this movie would not have been released. Yeah. Um, but you know, they, they do dance a very fine line and it, and it was so good. It was, it was humorous. And I think that's the thing too, is that this movie leaned heavily into the humor because you kind of had to, you know, the movie was meant to be so, sort of goofy and it was supposed to have those cheesy little quips. Like you said, the, Oh, he's the girl. Mike Finch, I have an order for Finch, you know, and it's like, it just makes sense. And, you know, the Grinch still had a lot of the Grinch like mannerisms. Um, he made a lot of like kind of kooky sounds and everything else. And, you know, and, and I think honestly, my favorite part of the movie was the, the sheriff's deputy that said he was Jewish. Um, there's a part where he's like trying to hunt down the, the mean one and he's like trying to sing Christmas carols, but he doesn't know them. Yeah, <laughs> he, he's like uh, jing, jingle balls, jingle balls, something, yeah. something, something. And yeah. then he's like, oh, I know. Dreadle, dreadle, dreadle. <laughs> yeah. And then the Grinch or the mean one appears. Um, and it's like, I don't know, it, it's just such a it's such a very fun movie. And you cannot take it seriously because it's not a serious movie. It, it's literally a horror movie where they use the likeness of the Grinch. I mean, and. It even had like kind of a similar like quote unquote heartwarming ending, um, where his heart grew grew three times the size, uh, but of course his heart just burst through his chest because <laughs> you know yeah. <laughs> that's pretty realistic if that was what was going to happen, I guess. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it was just it was just a really fun movie. Everything about it was fun. Everything about it was just in in good in good you know spirit. Um. You know, it, it was nice and bloody, you know, very gory, had a lot of good, cool special effects. Um, it had some pretty cheesy, uh, you know, visual effects, like I, like the gunshots were kind of goofy looking, like when he was getting shot in the back. Yeah. Um, it just looked like they were bouncing off and stuff. And it was just 
it was funny. It was a good time. I I, I can't say that I say it enough, but it was just a fun, lighthearted like horror movie. Like I I know lighthearted and horror don't really go together, but this was not a serious movie at all. They they didn't really talk about anything majorly serious, and it was all goofy. I mean, it's literally the Grinch well, killing people. <laughs> I, I tell you, in my world, lighthearted and horror definitely go together because yeah. uh yeah you you know it's it's part of you know the the different flavors of ice cream here right and and you need a little bit of everything and it's okay to like a little bit of everything and uh you know can every horror movie be like this no because that would really wear out if they were all like this um but you know uh it's okay to sit down for an hour and a half and just have fun and not feel like it, you have to overthink it or or worry about you know if there are plot holes I don't man I don't care it was I didn't ex, I didn't over expect in this movie and it was just I just I sat down I laughed uh, I chuckled and it was just fun and and that's all that's all I wanted from it that's all I expected from it is you know not be not be you know quote unquote ignorant for lack of a better word right don't don't right. cross in what you're doing so far. And I don't, I don't think he did, right? Did, um, they didn't need to ever use the word Grinch or anything, right? You can, people know the story and they could, you know, they didn't need to, to use it. It didn't hurt that they couldn't use it. But the fact that they were kind of poking fun at the fact that they couldn't use it, 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 it was just, it was funny and it added a little element to it. And, um, you know, and did, and did, did you watch away to the end? There was a post credit scene. I did not watch the post credit scene. I did not know there was one. <laughs> yeah, there was a post credit scene where um, some a lady it looked like I don't know if she was making a YouTube video or had a YouTube video or something, uh, and saying something about her Christmas decorations had finally arrived that she had ordered, and that, you know they kind of ran behind, but they're finally there. And when she opens it, it just cuts to black. And she screams. So apparently there was something. You know she was shipped something different, kind of like I'm suspecting what happened in the. Uh, was it the restaurant earlier where the guy got the the box of of something that was not? Remember he and he called the guy. Yeah. Say, oh, that's not what I ordered. You know, blah blah blah. Uh, so I don't know. I, I guess it kind of leads you to maybe believe that oh, you know, maybe the mean one's not not dead. Ooh. Maybe, maybe he's still out there. I don't know. Um, but uh, I'd watch a mean one too. <laughs> uh, yeah. Me too. A mean and, one too. Electric blue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, but you know, again, it was just fun. They, they, I felt like they knew the right points to pull out of the origin, you know, the story to, you know, to, to put in there and what to not put in there to make it, uh, give enough, you know, winks, winks at the, the original, nods the original to make it kind of, kind of fun. Uh, but not make it where it was so, you know, if everybody was standing around singing and had their hair in those, those weird ass hairstyles like the Who's do in Whoville, it would have been, it would have been distracting. And uh, so, you know, they, you know, it, I, I like the fact that they said we have this weird ass character, right? The Grinch or the, the mean one. How can we attempt to make it semi realistic appearing in a movie? Right. And it, and it's it, it, it just cracks me up. I mean, I love how the narrator starts out telling the story of, of how, you know, we knew it, how we've always heard it from Dr. Seuss and and then saying, well, that's. That's not exactly how it happened, Robert. <laughs> it was just, it was just fun, uh, I, and I really enjoyed the movie. And um, I, I don't know. I mean, I think they, uh, it, it's like I think that's that's what they set out to deliver, and they knew, yeah. right? They're like, let's just make a fun little movie, uh, and and whatever. And I just, I don't know. I'm not saying everybody hates it, but I have seen a lot of of negative feedback, and I'm just not sure. I don't know. I'm not sure when things like that happen. Yes, there are some bad movies. And, um, you know, we've, we've talked about a few, but I, I, just, I guess <laughs> I'm not sure what they were expecting out of this to, to give it that bad, uh, to knock it that much. It's like, okay, well, if you didn't like it, fine. But what were you expecting here? That, that's what I was going to say. Cause I mean, don't get me wrong. There are there are such a thing as bad movies. Cannibal Cabin Forever will be a bad movie. I like. I'm sorry, you know, whoever made Cannibal Cabin. I know you tried, but the fucking baby at the end of that movie still <laughs> haunts me to this day. Anyways, 
But like you said, I I think that people go into these movies and I just I just don't get it. And it's maybe because I think, you know, Dave and I have a pretty similar mindset. We we typically go into movies with little to no expectation of it. We we just want to try and enjoy the movie. But I feel like a lot of people are just like they have this hypercritical mindset of movies and they go into it with this expectation. They're trying to compare it to some other form of that movie. And and there's nothing you can really compare this movie to because there truly is not a movie like the mean one. I mean, this is literally supposed to be like a, a, a comical horror and vision or a pardon me, comical horror vision of the Grinch. And, and there's not going to be a movie that does it the same way. Just like, you know, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey did it in a certain way, just like you know, they're going to do the Bambi movie. You know, it's always going to be one of those situations where this is a unique frontier of horror movies that nobody expected, first and foremost. Nobody expected all these movies, all these concepts to become public domain and for the people to pounce on them and be like, we need to make fucking horror movies. Like, I don't think anybody expected that to happen. And that's fine. But now that it has happened, going into these movies with like super high expectations is only going to be detrimental for your viewing experience because truly these movies cannot, cannot be compared to any other movie I can think of. It's just good fun. And like Dave said, it's like, what were you expecting from a movie called the mean one, which is literally a low budget horror movie about the Grinch killing people. Come on. Yeah, I know. It's like, I don't know. Yeah. Like you said, everybody, everybody goes into movies. Like every movie wanting to be blown away more than they they were the you know, every other movie they've seen, and I'm like all I my only thing is I go into a movie, and if I'm gonna if it's gonna be whatever two hours, all I go into it and I'm like I just just give me two hours of semi enjoyment, don't make me feel like I wasted two hours completely, and I'm good, I'm okay, and um uh, you know and I you know I can be honest and say oh it's not a very good film but I I thought it was fun. And I enjoyed it, um, you know, and uh, and I know a lot of my favorite movies are like that. Right. They're not great films if you want to get critical, but they're fun. I find them enjoyable and I am able to lose myself in it. And the mean one, I mean, it fits right in there with, uh, you know, with that that mindset. It's a uh, it was just fun. It was fun to watch. And uh, I, I you know what? I, I enjoyed it, you know, and. uh and now we're going to rate it. And, um, you know, and, and again, I'm not going to sit here and say this was a four out of five movie because it was just brilliant and whatever else. Okay. Because it wasn't, that's not, you know, there has to be, there has to be, there has to be a little bit of reasoning there, right? You have to, even though if you, if it was just pure enjoyment, yeah, it probably would be, but you know, you have to rationale it a little bit. Um, but you know, again, we've always said that our, our middle ground is a three. Yeah. And that's a movie that that we liked. Um, but it's like, yeah, but it was kind of kind of baseline. And uh, man, I, I, I got to say that I, I think I got to bump this one to even to a three point five because I think I enjoyed it a little more than a three movie. And I know there's gonna be a lot of people that are going to fucking pull their hair out about that. And I don't care. <laughs> um, you know, if you were. Yes, if we were doing a a critical dissection movie, would it be a three point five? No. But we have said from episode one that our ratings are based on our our enjoyment. We do try to factor in a little accountability uh, uh, for, you know, the filmography and, and the writing and stuff it, to not give crazy to make every movie a four or five. You know, we, we try to balance a little bit to keep keep it in check somewhat. But because it's it leans heavy on just our enjoyment and our fun. That's why we get a lot of threes and threes and a half for us, because, you know, I'm most movies. I, I, I can find some stuff in it that I enjoy and, and that I that I think are fun. So I really think this one, though, is just a little bit better than the baseline for me. And I think I'm going to have to give it a three and a half. Yeah, I, I think that, you know, like you said, I think the the big thing to remember about our rating system isn't is that this is truly our personal opinions. You know, uh, Dave, Dave and I, we, we don't really clash too much when it comes to these on our ratings. And uh, I think the big reason for that is because, you know, he and I have very similar 
thought processes when it comes to these movies. We don't take them super seriously. Um, and, you know, and, and like you said, this, you know, three is kind of like that baseline. You know, three is the the epitome of it was a good movie. I don't know if it was a great movie, but this kind of went a little above that for me. You know, this movie had some very memorable things. It had some very catchy lines. It was a lot of fun. And I would rewatch this movie. So I, I think that does put me in the ballpark of a 3.5 as well, just for the plain, simple matter that is definitely not a four. A four is a movie that really blew, not, not really blew us away, but blew us away. And this movie by no means blew me away, uh, but it was fun. So three and a half out of five is where I'm going to smack this movie. Me too. There you go. Cumulative 3.5 for us. Um, and you know what? If you can't find a little enjoyment movies, maybe, maybe well, you should loosen up just a little bit. Loosen up. I just, you know, I don't know. Some people are, I'm okay with being critical. If you want to be critical, okay, I get it. Be selective. So be it. But I just don't understand what people call themselves movie fans. And then just, it, it, I, I feel like I see them online. I feel like all they're doing is bashing every movie. I'm like, okay, so what are, what are you a fan of then? I mean, <laughs> you, you know, it's like, I don't know. And I don't know if some people just do it because they feel like being online, that's that's the thing they have to do. You know, they have to, you know, be sassy and you know yell at the clouds and put things down. That's just what it is. And, you know, they're trying to get that, you know, viral post out there. I, I don't know. But, uh, you know, I've seen an awful lot of people that uh, that call themselves film fans or movie fans. And I feel like I don't know. It's like they're just negative about everything. And they just, you know, really seem to dislike everything. So I'm always, I'm always questioning what they're a fan of for them. It's like, what, okay, so what is, what is a movie you like then? Because right. everything you seem to dislike. So I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully most of our listeners are, you know, kind of more of the mindset of us, you know, it, you know what? There's some, there's some winners, there's some stinkers. And then there, you know, then there's that, that large multitude is the middle ground, right? You have, you have your outliers, the ones that, that stink and that are really great. But far, you know, far in between, most of them fall right in that middle ground of there's good and bad. There's 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 some enjoyment to be had. There's some some stuff that, you know, you can be critical of. And, uh, you know, and I think that's to me, that's I think that's where the vast majority of films fall. That, uh, you know, if they're getting back and getting put out there, there, there's I don't know, typically something to, to, to like. But right. No, I, I'm a firm believer of that, too, is that typically, unless the movie is absolutely irredeemable, and there are very few movies that I believe are, there's always something that you can find enjoyment of. You know, as much as I shit on Cannibal Cabin, there were still things I enjoyed about it, not the baby. But like you said, if you can't at least find one thing that you enjoyed about that movie, then that probably wasn't a movie you should have been watching. <laughs> yeah. So there you have it, a 3.5 for us for... Uh, the main one. And uh, again, I think I think this will be a movie I'll probably watch watch every year or, you know, it, I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, and absolutely. Uh, was, it was fun. Uh, so uh, hats off, David Howard. Thornton. It's not quite uh, not quite an art the clown performance, but it was it was still pretty good. So. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. But yeah, but, I mean, you're playing a unique one of a kind character there in my eyes. So uh, there you go. So uh, next episode, like we mentioned earlier. Next episode is our 2024 preview. Uh, we're going to discuss our cumulative top five most anticipated movies of 2024. And then we'll also discuss and talk about some things that we hope uh, will come, maybe a few other movies or whatever else. But uh, we're going to sit down and look what's on the calendar as of now uh, that is slated to be released in 2024. And uh, we're going to kind of talk about our top five of what we're looking forward to. Yep. Uh, this is just our anticipation. Of course, everything's subject to change. Uh, all five of these movies may not even end up coming out in 2024. You never know. Um, you know, things get bumped around and move, but we're going to discuss as it stands now what we're most looking forward to and, uh, you know, maybe, maybe give a few New Year's wishes of what we, what would we like to see next year and talk about a few other things. Uh, so that's going to be on the next episode. Should be a lot of fun. So, uh, Ike, before we close this out, anything else you want to say? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, obviously, as we are recording this, it is the uh, 20th. This will go up on the 21st. And between now and our next episode, 
it's going to be Christmas. Mm-hmm. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Uh, I don't know if that's copyrighted or not, so hopefully it's not. Um, mm. I don't and, know the, the way you sung it, it is. I, true, true. It might be. I, I do not think this is one of those like uh, vanilla ice moments where like the bum da da dum 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 dum. I don't think yeah. that this matters here. Um, it's all you gotta yeah. do is throw that hi hat, that high snare in there, and it's it's all good. <laughs> I'll remember that. I'll have to buy a snare. But uh, anyhow, uh, it's going to be Christmas. Be safe. Uh, I know a lot of people might live in very cold climates. So if there's snow, ice, rain, whatever, be safe. Um, you know, have fun. You know, don't 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 kill anybody. You know, we've seen a lot of horror movies where there's serial killers on Christmas and they never pan out well. Um, it's just it's cold. It's nasty. Just just don't do it, man. If you're going to kill somebody away from the spring. <laughs> it's easier to dig the hole for the body amen the ground is not frozen that's right yeah so uh, again just remember I, I remember what mr mr linus van pelt said and remember the the reason for the season uh just uh, and i'm not not i don't mean this in a religious tirade thing uh, i just mean you know it's, it's supposed to be you know about spending some time with th- those you love and yeah. uh and you know and, and relaxing and it's it's not about the commercialism it's not about the gifts per se uh, the gifts are supposed to be a a showing of the love, not uh, not a monetary amount. So, uh, you know, be thoughtful, uh, spend some time with those people, have a nice dinner, uh, just sit and relax, have a drink, uh, chit chat, and then make sure on the way out you give everybody a hug because you never know, you know, who who knows uh, who knows who will be here next Christmas. You never you never know in this world. Uh, so uh, stay grounded, people. Be nice to one another because that's all we can control. Uh, so, uh, but, but, but like we said, happy holidays to everybody out there and whatever you celebrate and whichever way you celebrate, uh, you know, whatever, wherever you fall, have, have a good holiday. And, uh, like I said, we'll see you in that, uh, that next time, that week between Christmas and New Year's, where we're going to, uh, kind of be leading into the new year. And then the week after that, we'll be looking back on the past year and then it'll be full bore back to the reviews and hit 2024, uh, hitting the ground running. But uh-huh, until we get there, wherever you go and whatever you do, be good, be safe, and always have many pleasant nightmares. <laughs>